Welcome everyone to Coffee and an Interview. This is Jacqueline Pena, and today I'm here with Don Patton from Patton Accounting. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, we, we don't always get excited about taxes and accountants. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but as a small business owner, I'm really excited to meet you here today and to learn from you on some tips and tricks to help me in that financial world. So why don't I turn it over to you and tell me a little bit about your business, Pan Accounting. What do you do? Who are your clients? Yes, we are. And I say we, it is me and a team um, of bookkeepers and tax preparers. So we have done for you services for small business owners where we do the bookkeeping, we do the taxes for you. But then we also have an educational component component where we have some live programs and some online self-paced programs so that small business owners can learn more about bookkeeping or setting up their business or what taxes you pay and why you pay them as an entrepreneur and all the quote unquote fun stuff of being a business owner. The fun stuff that scares us sometimes, but it's so critical for our success, whether it's a side hustle, small business or main hustle, like the main source of revenue or income. So yeah. that's, that's really good. What else do you do in, in pan accounting? So we have the done for you services and then the educational component. What are the done for you services? Can you break that down a little bit more for those of us who are not so accounting savvy? Yeah, we have. So we'll do your bookkeeping. We'll do your tax returns. And then I'm also a business coach. So we offer coaching services. Nice. Yeah. So we have quite, it, my, the hope is that it's like, you come to us and we can just do all of your financial needs and just take care of them here. And you don't have to have a million people that you go to. So. And all in one shop. I love it. I love it because yes. I think for a lot of us, we start small businesses because of our passions and we say, oh my goodness, I really want to get into this. And we take risk and it's a financial risk. It's a life risk. But most of us who start small businesses don't have the financial background. We don't know how to do taxes. We don't understand bookkeeping. So we pay yeah. for programs, but it's a do-it-yourself approach. So it's nice that you have a one-stop shop. Yeah, that's that's the hope. And like you said, so many people get into businesses because they're good at the business, like what the service or the product that they're selling. And our hope is we just get to take the stress off your plate of the back end of the business, right? Because unless you went to school like I did for seven, eight years, and I have a license in tax, like I know these things because of how long I studied. <laughs> and becoming a business owner shouldn't mean that you need to become a marketing expert, a tax expert, a website designer. Like you can reinvest in your business by investing in other small businesses. And then that way you all get to grow together. Oh, that is actually great advice because you just nailed it right there. A lot of times we're starting a business or growing one and we try to do everything ourselves because revenue or resources are limited, not realizing we're taking time away from our clients and actually growing that revenue. So whether it's learning how to do WordPress to build a website, designing our own business cards, creating our own um you know, writing, doing, trying to do our own taxes on, on an online program. And there's so many things we can quote unquote outsource. And here's a great opportunity to outsource for the accounting component. So yeah. in terms of that piece, how did you even get into this? I, I would love to hear a little bit about your story before we jump into tips and advice for small business owners in the accounting world. Yeah. Um, 
So I got into accounting in college. I was a nursing major. I thought I, for years, I was like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a nurse. I wanted to work in the ER. And then I was actually going to school for it. And I was like, this is interesting, but it's not interesting enough. (laughs) And I completely switched my major to a business degree because that's what everyone who doesn't know what they want to do decides. Let me do business. And within the business degree, I took an accounting course and it was weirdly just so interesting to me because it was things that made sense, but you're never really taught about them. Like you're never taught about taxes until you become an adult and you do them yourself and you normally just pay someone else to do it for you is what you do. (laughs) Um, or like bookkeeping. And so when I was learning these things in school, and I told you this before, Jackie, like I knew I loved the material, but I didn't know what the outcome would look like because I didn't want to be your typical accountant. Like you think of a older stuffy person who's carrying a briefcase who never talks to anyone who goes sits in their cubicle all day when you think of an accountant. And I was like, I don't want to do that, but I like this. So it was a big leap of faith to like follow my interest in the accounting major. Um, And luckily it worked out because after, or well, during school, I actually got an internship at a great company um, and stayed there for a few years, worked my way up to become the manager there. We worked with a lot of small businesses there. And that's where I really learned like real life, small businesses. I had an interaction with them. And I saw that so many small business owners just did not understand the financial side. Like when we told them how much they had to pay in taxes or when we gave them a profit and loss report, they were like, this is great, but I literally don't know what this is saying. (laughs) And things like that where I was like, okay, I would love to spend more of my time, not just doing the work then, but actually one-on-one with my clients, educating them about what these things actually mean. And that's kind of where the idea of starting my own business came from. Um, My husband and I had moved to a small town uh, in fall of 2019. And then in January of 2020, that's when I decided to open up doors to my own business. And so right before COVID hit, made that decision. And it worked out so great because especially in COVID, people were like, okay, now I need to be more conscious of my money and I need to actually know what my business is doing and how it's performing and what money moves should I be making in my business? Very interesting. I love the foundation of education. I know we talked about that earlier before this um, interview, but this concept that your whole business is built on education and empowering small business owners through that educational component. Yeah, that's a big piece of why I do what I do. That's excellent. And um, in terms of small business owners who might be listening to this uh, podcast episode or people who are just thinking about opening a small business, starting a side hustle, for example, or maybe just jumping right into a main hustle. What are some tips in terms of bookkeeping or taxes or some some lessons learned that you could share with us? (laughs) I'm putting myself in there as one of the small businesses. (laughs) I think, I feel like the biggest lesson I can give people is don't ignore your money. 
Um, I feel like sometimes it can just be overwhelming. This is with any task too, not just money. Any task, sometimes it's so overwhelming. We just like put it on the back burner and we ignore it. And eventually it'll boil over and it's like, oh, now I have to do it. And now I feel stressed because it, I'm doing this in a time crunch. Um, and so my biggest tip is do not ignore it. Like keep track of your income, keep track of your expenses and don't just do it because you have to file taxes at the end of the year. I see that a lot too of it's a compliance thing, which is great. I love that you're like filing your tax returns and being legally legit. Good for you. But you can use these numbers to help you make decisions throughout your business each and every day too. It can help you with your pricing. It can help you knowing when and who and where to outsource. It can help you learning your return on investments with either if you're investing in like education or people or um, apps, programs. So I, those are my two of my biggest tips. Don't ignore your money and also don't just do it to be compliant. Like let your money teach you lessons. Mm, those are great tips. Thank you so much for that. Because um, I think you're right. Most of us think about compliance and we don't want to go to IRS jail as we as we say sometimes. Right. And uh, there's a way to use this data, this information, this data to be able to plan more strategically if you're a small business owner. Yeah, definitely. What's another uh, major lesson that um, you discovered is key for small business success in this accounting world? Um, I would say, and maybe this is just because I'm getting into it a lot lately, but projecting using your money to forecast income and expenses, because I feel like so many small business owners, they, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes on, but oftentimes as your business is in the direction of growth, it's like all of a sudden you're growing and then you're just tapped out. You're like, I can't do anything more. I, my plate is full. And so if you can project your income and expenses and projects and hours and numbers, all like, I, I tell entrepreneurs to do finance Friday. And so just take 15 minutes every Friday to make sure you send out your invoice, like look back, send out your invoices, paid your expenses, but then look forward, start planning for the next week, start planning for the next months. And so using that Finance Friday to really look forward and plan out, okay, I have X amount of projects. It's going to bring in X amount of dollars. I have these expenses coming up. And then you can see like, should I outsource or is it the time now to invest in this? Before you're completely tapped out and then you feel burnt out because you're draining all of your time and resources in your business. This is great advice. So for listeners, you can't see me, but I'm here drawing down a ton of notes on index cards <laughs> because again, as a small business owner, I, I am tapped out. I, I'm at, at a point where I would, you know, people would like to work with me, but I can't even take any more clients until I figure out how to grow the business. And, and this planning is important. I love the uh, finance Fridays. I love that, that term. Yes. And it, like going back to the being tapped out, if you can, and I know you said you're tapped out now, but it's a learning curve as is everything in business. 
And so now you learn, okay, let me look at this before I'm tapped out next time around. Like right now you're going to take some time and you're going to see, okay, what can I take off my plate? What is a money-making activity? What is something only I can do? Keep those things, outsource the rest and look back at your money and see the return on investment. Like, are you getting more than you're paying for, for either the workflow that is now being automated or for the person that's helping you? Um, so yes, I'm, I'm all about like outsourcing and having a team. I could not do this entrepreneur thing alone. And that's a, that's great advice. And, uh, this idea of solopreneurs who are doing it alone versus trying to open up the door to others. Um, that's an interesting topic. And I can see how this all ties back to your business coaching side of the business too. I can see you yeah. coaching small business owners in this area and be like, all right, now let's look at this. Let's balance this. And that's where I'm at now. Who do I need to hire and put in these positions so that we can grow steadily and, and that kind of thing so that we are successful and don't burn out ourselves or the business. That's exactly it. Because so many times our, our, if we don't take control of it, our business can run our lives. And so we just kind of have to take a step back and be like, what does my dream life look like? And how does my business fit into it? And how can I change things in my business so that it's meeting my needs? Mm -hmm. Just want to work, work, work. As much as we love work and we love our businesses, you know, (laughs) like making sure that your business actually is fulfilling you is super important. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally, totally agree. So these have been some really great lessons for small business owners. Do you have anything else that you like to share? Any other lessons or experiences that um, are helping you teach other small business owners to be more mindful of their finances, accounting? Oh, and then I have a question about payroll. <laughs> I think, well, just something else I want to say, because I know I've I feel like I'm uh, beating a dead bush by saying like outsource, outsource, outsource. And I know that's super important, but I do want to like recognize there is a time for outsourcing. When you're first starting your business, it totally makes sense to DIY and you're suddenly doing research about all these things that you don't know. And that is okay. And I don't want you to think that's what I'm saying is like, oh, you have to outsource from the get-go because financially you probably don't have the finances yet. Like make sure that you have a proven concept and a proven business model before you take those big leaps and make those big investments. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good point. There is a right time to outsource and a not so ideal time to outsource in the business model. Yeah. Um, talking about business models, uh, for a lot of us who have small businesses, you know, I grew up around small businesses and still work with many of them. A lot of times in terms of finance and payment, payroll of people and yes. their time, some businesses just pass an envelope with cash and track it somewhere in a notebook. Other people might um, actually write out a check to someone. Uh, if it's a solopreneurship, then I might just say, oh, I'll take out, you know, a thousand dollars a month or two out of the company account for myself. Now, I think I think this is one area that we don't talk enough about how you compensate yourself if you are working not 
with your own name, but under a business like you are, patent accounting. So how do we deal with compensation and finances when it comes to a small business? Yeah, so this one, I'm going to use a little bit of accounting jargon here. Okay. Um, one, it depends on your tax entity type, which means if you're a sole proprietorship or like an LLC, basically if you file a Schedule C on your personal tax return, um, 1099 contractors do the same thing. You are just going to transfer money from your business bank account to your personal bank account. There's no actually formal payroll. You're not getting a W-2 or anything like that. Because what happens with those businesses is the IRS actually looks at your profits and no matter how much you earn, you're going to be taxed on those profits. Um, whether you paid yourself or you, it's still in like a business savings account. They just recognize that as, oh, that's your money. We're going to tax you. So for any sole proprietorship, I, um, I usually tell people to pay themselves based on a percentage of profits. And this goes back to like finance Fridays, right? Finance Fridays, you're making sure that you are recording your income, you're recording your expenses. And then I typically do it once a month. You're looking at the full month picture. So the first week of every month, you'll look back on the prior month and you'll say, okay, this is how much I actually earned after expenses. From there, you'll put a percentage toward taxes. You'll put a percentage of paying yourself. You'll put a percentage toward savings or toward reinvesting in your business or paying off debt. It really depends on your goals. Um, but for the most part, it's usually like around 20 to 25% taxes and about 50% to paying yourself. And then the other 25% can be split accordingly based on your goals, whether it's debt, whether it's savings, whether it's paying yourself more. But I really recommend doing it a percentage base because that way, the more you earn, it's like a reward system. The more you earn and the less you spend, the more you actually get to pay yourself. But also sometimes I feel like entrepreneurs are like, I need to pay myself $1,000 a month, which is great. If that's your goal, this goes back to projections. Make sure that you're bringing in enough to pay yourself $1,000 a month because if you're constantly taking from your business, maybe you're paying yourself more than your business can afford and then you're going to drain your business and not have enough money to pay your expenses and to continue to run your business. That's great advice. Can you break down those percentages again? I think it's a great framework along with just making sure that you're looking at your books every week, that Finance Friday. Yes. So the percentages, like I said, they kind of vary, but usually you're going to do about 20 to 25% for taxes, around 50 to 60%, we'll say, to pay yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the remainder, obviously you're going to get to 100%, the remainder of that it's based on your goals. Sometimes you'll do like, maybe it's, if your goal is growth, maybe you're reinvesting more in your business. Or if your goal is paying off debt, maybe it's more to pay off debt. Um, if you are getting to the point where you're hiring people, I usually recommend having three months of their pay in savings in case anything were to happen. So maybe you're putting more towards savings because you're planning on hiring people. So it really just depends on your goals. And it's okay to move around those percentages each month based on what you need. Just make sure that your profits are covering taxes, your pay, and growth for your business. 
I love it. And I love that you said profits because some people start thinking revenue. Okay, I'm making mm-hmm. 100K revenue in my business. But wait, 25K actually goes to the supplies to make the product that you're selling for an example. So uh, so looking at profit and then dividing up that profit. Exactly. Yep. And I can get on my soapbox about profits and revenue all day long. <laughs> I and and making your money work for you to make sure yes. that you can grow the business or transition it to however you want. Some people want it to be a little bit bigger. Some people like it to stay a little smaller. And so mm-hmm. you use this guide to decide how you're going to make your money, your business money work for you and your business. That's exactly it. And then just to kind of finish, round out this question back to payroll. So that's for sole proprietorship. If you are a corporation, so a C-corp or an S-corporation, that's when you're actually on payroll and you should be like giving yourself a pay stub and a W-2 at the end of the year. Um, Typically, you do not want to become an S-corporation until your profits are about 20,000 over whatever a fair salary is to you. Because back to tax laws, if you're a corporation, you have to be on payroll. You want to make sure that you have enough cash in your business to be paying yourself a payroll. So it's usually for full-time entrepreneurs or bigger businesses when they make that S-Corp election. For smaller side hustles, sole proprietorship is where it's at. That's perfect advice. Thank you. I know that there's a threshold there. And so you need to take advantage of Finance Friday or whatever strategy you use to look at your finances, your income, your expenses, to know where you are and to determine, does my business make sense as a sole proprietorship? Will I have to change because of the amount of income, a profit I'm making and, and revenue? And um, and also to start planning, um, should I be bringing a new product or service out to the market to fill this niche uh, in order to help me bring in more revenue? And those are all part of a strategic growth plan for a company. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's why like looking at it once a week, things are still fresh in your brain, right? And you can think like so many people have been asking me if I do this, is there a way I can bring this into my business? Or "Hmm, I haven't really been selling this product. Do I need to either focus more marketing on it or do we just need to take it off the shelf completely? So having a weekly strategy financial session is super important to the overall success of your business. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. And um, I need to get better at that because I'm that one person that thankfully now I'm, I'm looking once a month and I need to dive a little deeper and do that weekly check and reflection. How are we doing in our business? Yeah. Uh, so this has been very helpful. I know I'm being a little selfish. I keep thinking about <laughs> what I have and the business that I work with. Um, no, I love it. Because if you're asking, I'm sure your listeners are asking too. Yeah. And then, you know, there are always all these questions. How should I plan? How should I divide up the money? How much should I pay myself? How do I pay myself? Should I be an LLC? Or can I just be a sole proprietorship or a DBA? And, you know, there are all these questions. And this is an area that scares many of us because we're not going into business because we study business and we know everything about business, but because we have yeah. a lot of service or product or products or services, and we right. want to put it out there and have something for ourselves. So we don't necessarily have this financial background. Right. And tax law background. And, yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, even with the financial background, there are plenty of times where I still turn to other 
financial experts or legal experts. I have an attorney who I'm constantly messaging about things <laughs> because there's so much to learn. So don't ever let yourself feel bad that you don't know these things. That also makes me feel better because I think a lot of times we're too hard on ourselves oh, for yeah. not knowing certain things and being able to handle that within the business. But the truth is you can't know everything and you have to yeah. focus on your passion and your skill set and growing your business. Yeah, this is possible. Yes. And I guess that's why I'm so like, oh, outsource, outsource, because I'm over here like I could never build a website outsource. Oh, I know I'm not good at keeping up with social media outsource like my office manager who sets up all my workflows outsource because I I know what I'm good at and I know my patience level for new things and it's not very high. So (laughs) let me have other people do it. That's excellent. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And I've been playing around in that now because of our growth and it's scary to outsource because at the same time, our small businesses are our babies and we don't yeah. want um, the wrong image to go out there because we outsource something and it's not our branding and, and yeah. it doesn't speak to who we truly are. And we're scared that they're just not going to do it right or they're not going to do it my way, but my way might not be the right way. It's just that I'm scared it's not going to get done my way. And, uh, and try to navigate that as a small business owner has been very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, it was a total, I had to work through a lot of mindset blocks when I first outsourced. So I think your first and second hires are probably the hardest. And then once that happens and you find good people, it builds a lot of trust. And then your people are used to you working with a team. So they understand now too, like, it's not just you that they're talking to and that's okay. Because from my experience, my clients are actually a lot more happy now that I have a team because I was spread so thin that I could only give them so much. And now that I have a team, they have, my bookkeepers have, I don't know, just a handful of clients each. And their sole focus is to like pour everything into these clients. So... I totally understand what you're saying. I know it's a struggle, but also if you set up your processes and then just make sure you trust your gut when you're hiring people, it usually will pay off. That's great advice. Um, setting up processes, knowing what you're looking for, what you need and the, and the person you're trying to get as you outsource. And, and outsourcing means that you're growing your team. It's not just a single person disconnected. And so considering that person part of your team. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about a lot more than just bookkeeping and taxes today. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, should we get back to numbers? What other questions do you have? Uh, but I know, I know numbers are the scariest part, but everything comes together because it, it's all part of the growing that business and succeed, yeah. not, just, not just surviving, but succeeding, thriving, growing continuously. Um, any advice in terms of financial planning, tax planning for businesses, um, bookkeeping, anything else? I know you gave us some great lessons earlier, but I wanted to make sure I give you an opportunity to share any other insights that you might have that would help small business owners on this accounting side for their small businesses. Yeah. You know, one other thing that just came to mind that I want to share about taxes, because I know a lot of your listeners are like smaller businesses, side hustles. If anyone is starting their business now, this is like, listen up, this is for you. Um, Entrepreneurs pay 
income tax and self-employment tax on their profits. And for new business owners, if they don't know that come tax time, they are blown away with how much they have to pay in taxes because most of us are used to when you're an employee, you have a W-2, your employer withholds Social Security, Medicare on your paycheck. So you don't even think about that. Entrepreneurs, we're in charge of paying that throughout the year. So if you're not paying it and all of a sudden you're paying income like that tax at the same time you pay your income taxes, it looks like twice the amount than you than you normally pay. So just be aware that is 15% Social Security and Medicare. So make sure you're setting aside enough money for taxes that you are not super bummed out and ready to quit your business when you get your tax return back. That's actually good advice. It, it makes sense why you set those percentages before. And for mm -hmm. so, some of our small business owners who might have other sources of income that are not taxed, like maybe rental properties or things of that sort, you want to be careful because that's additional income you're getting in that you have to tax and it just moves you up the tax bracket so understanding yeah. those things and saving 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 so that you could pay the irs yes. Yes. <laughs> don't go to irs jail <laughs> exactly exactly and then the other thing i want to say too is when you're starting off your business you don't need an accountant right away you could totally diy the bookkeeping you can even just use an Excel spreadsheet to like plug in dates and amounts and who you paid. And that is totally fine. But I would recommend you find an accountant whom you trust because questions are going to come up and Google doesn't always have the right answers for you. So make sure that you form that relationship, find someone you trust so that when questions arise, you already have that person and you know who to go to for questions. That's great advice too. So we don't need to run and find someone right away. There are ways for us to do this when we're small and as we're growing, consider our options, outsource, to outsource our accounting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's actually a great uh, advice as we wrap up this session, this particular episode. And I wanted to um, thank you for being here, Dawn, and sharing all this insight and see if you had any final words of advice, final thoughts or closing statement for this particular episode for our audience members or listeners who are not all small business owners, but many of us, I think, have ventured into solopreneurship and entrepreneurship, especially with the pandemic. Yeah, I I mean, look at me, that was my thing, right? <laughs> um, I, I feel like I've talked so much. <laughs> so I don't know that I have more to say, except if you listen to this episode, reach out to me, connect with me, and do come, I have tons of like freebies on my website. Go just binge them, download them. Hopefully they're helpful. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, the link to um, patentaccounting.net, that's actually available on the description for this particular episode, along with any other resources or links relevant to today's conversation. So check out the description area. You can click on the link or you might have to copy and paste into your browser depending on your listening platform, but definitely check out those resources and don't be afraid to reach out if you have questions or need advice or need accounting help. <laughs> um, Don, thank you so much for being here with me. 
today. Um, we're meeting on a late Friday morning, taping the episode for a later release. And for those of you listening, um, the new year is not that far away. So I think you heard a lot of great things to help you start planning on how to close out your year financially and prepare for the new year. And a lot of these tips are not just for small business owners. I think there were some great things in general, but our focus has been for small business owners, whether you have a side hustle or a main hustle. And so hopefully you'll take this advice and adopt some of these great strategies. I know I will. Uh, these lessons are amazing uh, for those of us who are small business owners and really start off the new year uh, stronger because of this information. So Don, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me.